0: We'd like to welcome you to our current event and Weekly Bible Study for November 6, 2017. And um, I wasn't even, I was planning on doing this study regarding the topics that we're going to be covering, and then this just broke today regarding this massive church massacre that happened in uh, Texas. They're saying 26 people were killed in the church, Now I've heard 26 to 28 are deceased, uh, like 20 injured, and the narrative that is being portrayed right now is it's a <clears throat> white guy, Devin Patrick Kelly, 26. And um, I don't, the thing is, is things like this have gotten so insane, so out of control, so flagrant, so in your face that I really have, uh, obviously, a very, very hard time believing anything. Any particular narrative that initially comes out. Now in this particular case, you've got all of these Democrats already screaming for take away all the guns. It's the guns fault. Whereas if there was one person in this church that was shooting back, they could have prevented all of these fatalities potentially. Just one. And what's hard for me to believe regarding this, because I've been in many Baptist churches, churches in my life i i taught sunday schools there i taught awana there i i you know from years ago and in particular like the first church i was at in north fort myers i would say a third of the men there were packing meaning they were concealed carry holders that knew how to shoot their guns if there would have been anything like this in that particular case, that guy would have been dead so quick make your head spin because there would have been so many bullets coming back at him. And in this case, we're to believe that a church that has, I believe, over 50 people in it, the first uh, Baptist church of Sutherberg or something like that, it's a Baptist church. It's got like the American flag, the Texas flag. The, I mean, th- this seems like a very like patriotic church. It's in Texas. You would think there's got to be one person in there carrying. Come on. There's got to be one. I, it just, it's, it's hard for me to believe that nobody there had a weapon to fire back. Um, but <clears throat> this is the narrative that's being put out there. Lone gunman, white guy. That had, I think, went into the Air Force. And I believe it, I heard somewhere that he was dishonorably discharged. Uh, Again, in the military, who knows what might have been done there, okay, regarding mind control, this type of stuff. And at one time even taught Bible school or whatever. But then now on his Facebook page, he's got all kind of atheist references and things. But the, the his Facebook page has been taken down because I don't believe the Facebook page, if left out there, would further the narrative that it was a white guy, a Christian, the source of all evil on the planet with a gun. It's, that's the that's the narrative that New, the New World Order puts out there is the source of all evil. And again every time it's a muslim that does this like in new york city they downplay it they don't say a lot about it they try to sweep it under the rug as quickly as they can but if it's a white guy oh, they're going to run for this they're going to run with this narrative forever evil white guy you know mows down potentially it might have even been his congregation again this is all preliminary so please don't email me a week from now so well you were all..." Wrong. no this is like the initial hours after this happened so i tried to search as much as i could probably for a good couple hours before I even went online to try to get as many facts as I could. But everything's so murky right now about this. They held a press conference and they weren't even, even though CNN is saying it's this Devin Patrick Kelly, during the press conference that's in Texas, like boots on the ground, they should know how the most current details available. They did not identify any, they're like, we're still not sure who the person is. So again, it's very, very sketchy. You look at this, you look at just what happened in Vegas with that massacre and all of the, I mean, I could probably do studies every week just on the Vegas massacre of all the things that do not add up, of all the beyond fishy things going on there that are totally being swept under the rug and ignored. Like the Bible says, evil men and seducers shall wax, meaning grow, worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived and as the new world order gets more desperate as more people are waking up to the agenda of the new world order they're getting more aggressive and desperate with what they're implementing and that's what we're going to be talking about today overall so just i i found this one report on this and i think this this sums up a lot of things regarding the days and the times that we're heading into of course and again this is very very preliminary this is very very early wee hours of this so there might be a lot of different things that come out on this but i think this does a good job of summarizing what we're facing so this is entitled 28 dead after shooting at sutherland springs church another brutal brutal massacre carried out um in texas against christian patriots it's no surprise that such an event took, took place on this long-anticipated weekend. Remember, this was the Antifa, November 4th thing that turned out to be a total dud. I think a lot en- enough patriots, enough people knew about this, enough people were praying about this, that it was essentially a big goose egg yesterday regarding Antifa. Okay, and regarding this big day that they're going to whatever, go nuts, take over, rage, and all these things. But you have to understand though, people the George Soros crowd has people they have sleeper cells. They have these types of people that can be triggered on a moment's notice to go and commit acts like this. Now, I'm not saying 100% that's the case here, but I'm saying it has happened over and over and over again. Okay, so it's no surprise that such an event took place in this long anticipated weekend that this senseless slaughter occurred in Texas. Uh, country is not unexpected unfortunately either our sincere condolences go out to the great people of the lone star state and especially to those families affected by this terrible tragedy yes absolutely we should be praying for them i can't even imagine i mean just seeing the inside of that church it just so reminds me of the ones that that i was in over the years uh Antifa and their terrorist co-conspirators have made it clear that the hot phase of the Purple Revolution would commence this weekend. It is true. But again, yesterday was a big dud. Saturday. okay. Uh, actually, the hot phase of their seditious rebellion began with the Mandalay Massacre in Las Vegas on another Sunday on October 1st. Now again, are we going to blame Antifa totally for that? I think there's a lot of things you can look at with the Vegas massacre. You can look at our own government. You can look at ISIS. You can look at Islam. You can look at Antifa, Antifa or whatever. Um, a lot of different things you can make a case for there. Okay, and I'm not going to be dogmatic any one particular way. It was probably some type of amalgamation of those groups working together regarding Vegas because there's so many... Plot twists with that. So many unexplained questions. Anyway, <clears throat> did the perps intentionally choose the Lord's Day to perpetuate these horrific mass casualty events, meaning Sunday? If so, this can only be the product of a totally godless movement that is a typical communist revolution. Now, again, on his Facebook page before it was taken down, evidently from the feedback, from the comments I saw, from the people that had saw it with their own eyes, they were saying that he had a lot of atheist stuff. On his Facebook page, okay, the antifa, the Black Lives Matter, this whole Marxist anarchy type movement is a is a um, atheist type movement. They don't believe in God at all. The Bible says, "The fool has said in heart, has said in his heart, there is no God." The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. So these people supposedly don't even believe in God. They will the moment they're dead. They're going to realize, you know, they could deny it all day long, but when they slip into eternity and into hell, they're going to realize they were really wrong. But... Going forward here, it says, if so, this can only be the product of a totally godless movement that is typical of communist revolutions. Russia was terrorized by the same tactics and strategy during the Bolshevik Re- Revolution of 1917, exactly 100 years ago. The globalists know there is only one way to effectively take over any nation, and that is to terrorize the population with a steady stream of mass shootings, bombings, wildfires, via arson, uh, it was way more than arson, but, as well as other man-made disasters and fake Natural catastrophes, for example, and they take you a link to it's entitled California Wildfires Geoengineered Firestorms Terrorized to Advance Their Agenda. Now, that's what this study's on today. Okay, um, that's what this study that we're doing today is actually on. And um, I'm just seeing if I'm plugged in here. <clears throat> so, this segues nicely what we're talking about right now, into the rest of the study, which where we're going to be concentrating on these California wildfires. And I'm telling you, this information is some of the most insane, in-your-face, demonic, evil information I have ever reported on, ever. I, I couldn't even believe how flagrant Once I really started looking at what has went on in California, how unbelievably in-your-face flagrant they are getting. And remember, if there's no pushback, that gives the New Order a further green light to further implement even more draconian things that they're going to be attempting. We're going to get into that, though, after this. This has always been their M.O., meaning modus operandi, and it's unlikely to change at this late date. Their methods have been tried and tested over millennia, generating maximum fear is the New World Order cabal's primary technique to scare a populace into total submission. After all, when one is not even safe praying in their own church congregation on a Sunday, what is safe anymore? The globalists have already shot up and firebombed many other churches. Full of parishioners, Both uh, full and empty, they have shot up their fair share of malls, corporate offices, homes, and apartment complexes, college campuses, and elementary schools. Well, again, with the church thing, and again, this is at this point, all churches should be doing this. Um, There should be multiple people in these churches with concealed carry permits, and not only just with concealed carry permits, but that have that have advanced training in how to use their weapons in an active shooter scenario and there's all kind of places you can get trained on this now there's all kind of of i mean with with barack obama he did more to advance gun sales and i believe people that are teaching tactical firearms training than any other president bar none in the history of mankind there's more guns now in America than there's ever been in any particular nation ever in the history of mankind. More guns per capita, and the training is out there and it's available. There should have been people inside if this scenario is true, and I'm I'm assuming the the narrative we're being presented. Let's say it's it's true on the surface, and they're whatever. Okay, of course I don't believe anything that really i hear for the mainstream media especially when they come right out and they identify the you know the shooter and, and who he is and all of this stuff and, and they have this scenario i heard that they came out at like 503 one of the like cbs with it's this white guy that did this and you know anyway if you have a church like that, you should have—I mean, preferably multiple people with concealed carry permits that are trained, you know, in this in this particular way. Not just with concealed carry, but it is trained in in regarding dealing with an active shooter scenario. And you should have somebody in the foyer, meaning the space between where. You walk into the church, and then you go into the church. There should be somebody there stationed at all times. This one guy put a video up, and I I mean, it was like, you know, Mr. Big Brother, he's got all this training. He's like, you should hire a cop to be in the, no, no. What do we want, Big Brother in our church? No. No, 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 no. There should be at least one person, like a deacon, in the foyer who's trained in this, and then... Some people and I understand all churches aren't the same. They're they're not whatever. There's maybe there's not a lot of congregants and this type of stuff. But you know at this point, what are what are your options? You you just gonna be in there like sitting ducks, waiting for something like this to happen? I'll tell you, none of the churches I were at were like that. I mean, you try to pull that there, man, you're gonna be hurting. I don't understand this, you know, regarding that. But especially in Texas, it just doesn't add up to me. But if you just have those two things going on, you're going to prevent... And then also, to train your church into what to do in case an active shooter scenario starts happening. How to take cover. you know, What you want to do in that particular uh, scenario in order to minimize casualties. All of this can be taught and, and it doesn't have to be a huge, gigantic deal. But at this point in time, I mean, things are so insane. I think it's a very practical thing to do. Going further, it says, We are dealing with real demonic characters here who are way beyond criminally insane psychopaths. They place no value on human life except those that they deliberately take to advance their malevolent agenda. After the Vegas, Vegas massacre, it's clear that law enforcement, both local and national, is incapable of protecting its U.S. citizenry. In the case of the FBI, it's apparent that they will spend more time covering up mass shooting plots than exposing them. Yeah, Of course. And the CIA. Perhaps the, the following article explains why this was the case in Vegas. It has been for numerous false flag operations over the years. And it's entitled, 30 FBI agents checked into Mandalay Bay Hotel one to two days before the Vegas shooting. <laughs> oh, that's not unusual. I'm just, you know, I, all I can really do anymore is just put out what I can't cover in my newsletters, in my in my reports, in my, um, I'm sorry, what I can't cover in my audios, into my newsletters. That's about all I can really do. And, and there's so much information I've put out on this, you know. You could probably do a 30-hour study on the Vegas thing alone. The bottom line here is that something has to change fast or else those responsible simply continue this Chinese water torture on the American people. Meaning it's drip, drip, drip. It's just massacre after massacre after... And, and basically what they're trying to do is just beat us down and beat us down and beat us down to the point where we will just capitulate, give up all our rights and tell Big Brother, just make it go away and we'll do anything we'll give up our gun rights we'll give up all of our liberties if big brother government just makes it go away and that's the exact opposite of what needs to happen people need every time things like this people need to dig their heels in more they need to pray harder there needs to be more people fasting about these things and that should be the solution going forward here let's see where there will then come a day when the citizenry will relinquish all their rights and liberties for the sake of protection from the very government that commits these false flag black operations and psyops. Be sure to read, and this is another link, false flags are legal propaganda produced by the Department of Defense. So if you want to see if there's actually legislation there. As always, this mass shooting was also about taking away the guns. I mean, that was the first cries of all of the of a lot of the main Democrats, take away the guns, Just take and, and, and if there was just one gun firing back, just one gun firing back, acting in a, and again, I'm not wanting people to pack, you know, firearms into a church so that they can shoot people. I want that to be there as a protective mechanism to protect the innocent there's, I mean, there was five-year-olds killed in the shooting. The pastor's 14-year-old daughter's dead. That's why you have firearms as a protective mechanism and as a deterrent so that these types of wicked events don't occur. So what are you doing there? You're preventing evil. You're preventing sin from actually occurring. And that is very righteous. And the Bible's very clear that we are supposed to protect the innocent. And we're supposed to protect our family. The Bible says that they that provideth not for their own family is worse than an infidel and hath denied the faith. Well, providing for, if you do an etymology of that word in the Greek, also means protecting them. So when you do nothing to potentially protect your family in in the case of something like this, or like let's say it's in the case of some type of, what if um, we go into martial law and there's... Thugs going from door to door demanding all that you have and wanting to rape, steal, and kill your family, your daughters, or your wife. Is it a righteous thing to hand over your wife and your daughters and your sons potentially so that they can have their way with them? Is that a righteous thing in God's eyes? Because a lot of pacifist Christians would say that. No, I don't have any guns do they could do whatever they want oh really that's really righteous yes i'm sure jesus would want you to just let them be vanquished let them be raped and pillaged and for them to just take everything you have and then kill you in the end as a coward i'm talking to men here i don't see any bible for that i don't i don't see any bible for that mindset by having firearms by protecting your own family you are doing a righteous thing you are preventing them from killing your family you're preventing them from potentially raping your family you're you're preventing them from you know doing this which is a righteous thing key in uh biblical self-defense in the keyword search page at contendingfortruth.com i've got all kind of studies up there and i mean we really break it down biblically Okay, we really, and this has nothing to do with, you know, I'm going to go around and kill people, bless God and all that. No, it doesn't, that's not why you do it. You're doing it to prevent these sins from ever occurring. The sins that I just mentioned against your own family or against the innocent or against widows and orphans. We're, we're called in the Bible as men to protect the widows, the orphans the innocent, those that cannot protect themselves. That is a mandate for a man to do that. Now, it doesn't have to necessarily be with a firearm, but in today's day and age, that's the most logical thing, that's probably the most efficient thing to have at your disposal in order to do that. Because... The whole analogy of don't bring a, a knife to a gunfight. <laughs> okay? Now, am I saying God can't protect you in potentially? I'm not saying that. But we also need to be wise as serpents in this particular regard. And if there was one gun there in that congregation today firing back especially a gun that had been trained in order to, in this particular active shooter scenario, they could have prevented potentially all the deaths from occurring other than the, the one gunman. Or he could have been wounded and incapacitated and he could have even not, he could have even survived, potentially, in that particular scenario. So, again, you have to ask yourself, what's a more righteous scenario? You know and um, <clears throat> let's go further here. So as always, this mass shooting was also about taking away the guns. It's what these always, always always comes down to, even though it's the exact again, even though if just one gun was there, firing the other direction, if the bullets weren't coming, were going back at him as opposed to just the bullets going one way from the shooter, it would have been a totally different scenario. The globalists are determined to vacate the Second Amendment. The New World Order agenda can only be fully implemented after Americans are stripped of their weapons. It is very important to Satan for us to be totally stripped of our weapons. Now, knowing that that is such a gigantic, satanic agenda... It's shouldn't that all the more just reinforce the fact that the Second Amendment is really an important thing and really something we need to fight for? Knowing that if it is stripped from us, that will precipitate the mass slaughter of Americans on a, on a scale we've never, ever seen. Because the population would be, have no ability to protect itself from the wicked New World Order government that is doing all of these things, or behind them on some level. It's, it's one of the only things holding that back, and I don't want to take God out of the scenario, but it's a proven fact that when, prior to Hitler taking over, prior to um, Stalin, Pol Pot, Mao all of these mass murderers that have killed millions and millions and millions, gun confiscation was always the thing that preceded that. So you know that that is the main precipitator of the mass slaughter of any society. You just look back at the last 100 years or 100 years plus, and gun confiscation was the main thing that precipitated the slaughter of untold millions of their own populace and that is exactly the same scenario we're facing today in america it's imperative that every patriot and gun advocate keeps the pressure on their federal and state representatives to preserve the second amendment there's now a very stealthy movement afoot to serratifically uh ban guns blue state by blue state when this phase of their insidious scheme is completed they will then go after the red states i'm I'm assuming after the Republicans then. They know that after a certain number of shocking mass shootings, people everywhere will become numb and simply give up. I don't really believe that. I think think that all this is doing is galvanizing a lot of people into realizing how obvious this agenda is and that they're all the more never going to relinquish their guns as a result of these things happening. The incidence of mass casualty events is quickly increasing. There is every indication that this form, that this is the form that the CIA directed color revolution will take. The leadership of the left is comprised of cold blooded cowards and would never expose themselves unnecessarily. Ah, But I'm not going to give the right there. To me, all those devils in Washington are pretty much all on the same team, and it's Team Satan. You know? They always look to others to do their dirty work. George Soros, Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, Bill Clinton, John Podesta, Nancy Pelosi, Maxine Waters, Chuck Schumer, Adam Schiff, Eric Holder, Loretta Lynch, etc. are just a few of the co-conspirators who are determined to overthrow the U.S. Republic. These traitors will utilize every terrorist method to achieve their goal, just as they will employ any terrorist uh, who is mercenary enough to kill for the ongoing Purple Revolution. And there's a link here, Beware the Purple Revolution Comes to America, if you want to explore that more because of the degree of involvement of the deep state on the american battlefield it's really critical that each and every patriot stay vigilant any sign of trouble needs to be spread across cyberspace as soon as it appears local communities need to bond as never before particularly in small towns and rural areas like southern springs texas where the shooting just occurred the nation is truly at an historic juncture the forces that work are so powerful and so many that only the highest power can see the u.s through this tunnel of darkness Hence, if there ever was a time to put one's hands together and pray fervently, this is it. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, And that's the source of this is State of the Nation. And there's a link to that report. Okay, so let's go to the next report here. And um, I'm going to be playing a rather long clip here, audio clip. And it's called, Northern California Fires Aftermath. Proof, Proof Agenda 21 Plans Are Being Implemented. I have to tell you, this has got to be the most in-your-face, evil, wicked, sick thing that I've just about ever seen them do. I mean, way do you see these pictures? And the thing is, is you can't get the full scope of this unless you view these pictures of what we're going to be looking at here today. So the PDF for this teaching, it's going to be for... November 6, 2017 at contendingfortruth.com the PDF will have some of the pictures and they will also have the links that you can look at these pictures and a lot of the videos that I'm going to be playing they will, they will be showing you the pictures and I don't want to give too much away right, right at this moment but I've never seen anything so flagrant how unbelievably evil our government, at some levels, are. I'm not saying all local lawns are all wicked and evil, but I mean the ones that are doing this—these, these black ops, these, these guys really high up the food chain. I mean, they're they're so evil; I, it defies description. Let me
1: open this up. Hey, folks, and welcome to another video from A Plain Truth Info. Uh, Today, it's the end of October. I think it's October 27th, a Sunday. And uh, today we're going to get into the Agenda 21 in the aftermath of the uh, California-California fires. It's happening swiftly. It's happening fast. It's been planned for a long time. This was premeditated. I'm going to show you how it was premeditated. And there's some really, really uh, nefarious stuff going on here. So this is an article from today's Sunday paper in the Press Democrat. Uh, Actually, it's October 29th, sorry, and uh, footprints of the wildfires, and you see what's happening here. The Fountain Grove neighborhood, which I'm going to show you pictures, and we toured yesterday, as well as the Mark West Springs area, Safari West, and the Calistoga, Napa, Wine Country. This was called the Tubbs Fire, and you see the footprint here? The red is where this fire occurred here in 2017, and then the other fire is the Hanley Fire in blue. And guess, can you figure out what they're going to do, folks? Well, here, first look at these pictures. Let me open this up. Some of the pictures of the devastation, um, and you'll notice that there's areas that were completely, absolutely torched down to the ground. Nothing left. This fire only happened within a couple hours, folks. You see a home perfectly fine here, and everything else is destroyed. And you look at just the decimation that went on in these areas around golf courses. uh,
0: I mean you're probably not getting this quite yet, and I don't want to give too much away, but the pictures that you're seeing here make no sense whatsoever. There is literally row after row of houses, one after another, that are totally gone, burned down to the foundation. The cars and the things close to the house literally have melted. There's big Pools in a lot of these pictures, not so much these initial ones, but some of the pictures later where the cars, there's big pools of molten metal that have like, like melted off the cars like a candle and, and are like going down the driveways. I've never seen anything like it. And yet around these same houses, there are trees that are totally untouched. Totally untouched. Green. Pine needles on them, leaves on them, whatever. Some of the trees are burned, but a lot of them aren't. Now, if this was a wildfire sweeping through an area, wouldn't it kind of burn everything in its path and not, like, skip over random groups of random trees and homes that weren't damaged one bit Homes that literally, there's no damage at all, but all the homes around them are totally gone. I mean, it makes no sense whatsoever. It makes no sense. And we're going to show you how this is possible. I didn't even know this was possible until I've done this study. And that's why I really want to hit this particular subject hard, because this is something we need to be aware of. Because this could happen to any of us with the technology that they have. If God doesn't intervene, and I'm saying that God can intervene, but if you're not aware to even pray against some particular nefarious thing that they have in their possession, some technology, I'm not saying God couldn't protect you. But isn't it better to be informed about something so that you can actually pray specifically about certain things? Why? Why? Lest Satan get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. Isn't that what the Bible says? And in Hosea 4.6, my children are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee. So be careful what knowledge you reject, especially when it's so in your face, so flagrant. And that we're going to look at the technology that they have openly admitted to that they do possess that can do this and this is exactly what's being implemented here there can be no other real explanation other than what we're going to be going into regarding this i mean these pictures are so unbelievable um i just i've never ever seen anything so flagrant in my life in my life every single one of these houses that is burned down is burned down to the foundation. I mean, it is. there's nothing left of any of these. And again, that begs the question. Normally, if it's a fire or something, not only is it going to sweep in, but it's not going to uniformly destroy everything so perfectly. You know what I mean? There's going to be some houses are going to be a little more burned or intact than others. They're not all going to be uniformly burned down the foundation. And then you have a house right next to it totally untouched. You have trees around these houses that one after another after another, that are totally untouched, the trees are. Yet the houses are all uniformly burned down to the foundation, one after another. It makes no sense at all. From If you're just looking at it like, oh, it's just a wildfire that swept through there. It is a total lie from the pit of hell.
1: Again, I'm on Major Roads. Check out this. Look at this car, folks. What does it take to melt all the plastic, all the glass, and melt it down, no tires, down to the steel rims? What kind of heat does that take?
0: I mean, like, you're, we're talking enough heat. I don't even know if he gets into this, where the, a lot of the, the car itself is literally melted. The molten steel is like, it looks like pools of, of like mercury going off these cars, not so much, I think, of in these initial pictures, but in some of the later videos I'll be playing. Um, I've never seen that, the, the type of heat that that would take. It could not be generated. And if that was the case, why isn't every single thing around these areas, if it was that hot, burned up? Kind of seems like there was some concentrated heat that was focused on these houses, on these cars. And that's what we're going to be looking at.
1: I mean, the devastation here is absolutely mind-blowing when you drive around all the areas and see that several areas had complete devastation, while other areas had selected devastation. But the trees, we'll get into that in a minute, but the trees, fine in a lot of areas. Now now you can see here, look at this home here. I mean,
0: a tree, a tree. Yeah, you're going to burn a house down and literally melt a car to the ground, but the trees around it are fine. Because everybody knows the trees don't burn up, right? You know, the trees are always the hardiest creatures when it comes to wildfires, right? No, they're the most vulnerable, actually. But this is like the opposite scenario of that it's the houses and the cars. Why would the cars all catch on fire and burn literally down to the ground? I understand that if it was in the middle of a wildfire, but then how could the trees all be spared? or a lot of them, be spared. It's just, you look at the, you start to look at this from any kind of logical angle, and it's like, whoa, there is some evil, evil stuff going on here.
1: This home is perfectly fine, but it destroyed it all the way around here. How did it miss that home? Wonder who lives there, a couple people were asking yep. about. Maybe we could look into this. But look at the total... And it's funny
0: how it skipped certain homes. There are certain homes that are literally right next to a lot of these burned-out homes, and they're totally untouched. Totally. Yeah, I wonder who lives there. I really wonder.
1: Devastation, and there's another house perfectly standing where everything's yep. burned yep. around, and the fire came right up to it. And there, look at this main street here, the devastation. It had to jump all the way across four lanes of road, the fire did. But the devastation, you just got to see it to believe it. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Look at this house standing. Everything else is destroyed, but one house is left standing. Yeah, but the
0: the trees all around these houses appear intact to me. They all appear green and they're fine. And it's almost like, you know, the wildfire just went from one house to the next to the next and just selectively destroyed them. I mean, burned them to the ground, burned the cars to the ground, then moved on to the next house. And just left the trees alone in a lot of cases. This is, this is no wildfire that I've ever seen. This makes no sense.
1: I mean, this is just unbelievable. It's still, to this day, going around and looking at everywhere. Look at this house standing here. Look at the rest there's of house. There's trees
0: up. everywhere. There's there's a thick forest of trees around these totally burned out houses. And then in this particular case, it's a whole block of houses that are totally gone. There's one house that's totally untouched and all the trees around it are totally untouched. This is satanic. What we're looking This is done by design, predetermined, and we're going to be looking at how they pulled this off.
1: Houses all around them are fine. Uh, Somebody should do a a check on these Zillow and find out who lives in these houses and see if there's any connection to uh, laser companies or officials or anything like that. But what I want to get into right now is what the press... I had a a
0: listener that lost his house in this. He emailed me and he needed like basically all the nutrients that he had been taking because he lost everything. He didn't elaborate he's probably i'm sure pretty freaked out over this whole thing i sent him some links to some of these things and i you know i the people out there i'm sure are really really freaked out over this um but yeah i mean at least one listener i have totally lost and again this is the same area that we've been talking about in northern california although it's not right where the Orville Dam is, but remember how I had said that there was a. This is where a lot of the. Uh, in Northern California, more so, is where a lot of the Patriot movement in California is. And a lot of the uh, people in these areas are more um, pro Second Amendment. They're pro secession. They're actually talking about seceding from the, the state of California. And I do believe that in part this is a punishment to these areas in order to not only punish the people living there but also to rewild this area and we're going to be looking at that a lot too where they cannot never ever rebuild on this again it's too uh, high of a risk of being a fire zone now even though all the trees around these houses were untouched in a lot of cases just the houses themselves being there obviously were the problem (laughs) we'll get to the full agenda here i'm sure you're you're figuring it out already though
1: has put in their paper and again here's the Tubbs fire and the Hanley fire from 1964 and what they're doing is they're making a fire hazard severity zone
0: so what they what he's showing is there was a fire in the same area in 1964 and then obviously the one that just happened when you look at the footprints of those two supposed wildfires they're very similar so what they're doing now is in result as a result of this and this has all been predetermined ahead of time they're drafting these fire hazard severity zones For these areas, meaning these are areas where what they're going to come back and say, well, you know what, we can't allow any rebuilding on these areas. We need to just move all human activity out of these areas because um, it's too great of a fire risk. Even though we are the ones that caused the fires, even though we are the ones behind it, we can't do that because it's too, There's you know, we can't have people living in these areas. And again, what is this? This is about moving us into these stack and pack cities, the rewilding of America. Um, it's it's the Hunger Games scenario where people would be moved into these these um, areas where you're going to have the ultra, ultra elite probably living wherever they want to, probably in these same areas that have been rewilded. Those are the houses that were spared most likely. And then you're going to have the rest of the population that wasn't invited to the party having to be um, moved into these you know, big cities that are already in existence, stack-and-pack housing, uh, in this ultra-slave class. This is the scenario. This is all of the beta testing going on in California to implement this Agenda 21 scenario. And this is how they're doing it. This is one of the ways how they're doing it. If they can blow the Orville Dam and, and flood everything below it, that'll be the excuse they'll use there. They can create you know, earthquakes, all of these things with weather manipulation and control, which the government has openly admitted they can do. And this is how they're creating these scenarios.
1: They're co- declaring that the Fountain Grove area is a, is a uh, fire severity zone where they're going to start to question whether or not they should rebuild in the entire area. We're talking over 500 homes here. I kid you not. Hang on a second. So there's the article from today, October 28th. 29th whatever it is uh but some are asking whether it's wise to let one neighborhood in particular fountain grove be rebuilt now, it burned down the ground twice in 53 years uh sonoma county supervisor susan Gorin says i hesitate to even suggest this but many people are starting to say many people why are we in the city realm why are we thinking about permitting the rebuilding of fountain grove 500 homes folks Putting our community in a fire prone areas jeopardize all of us and frighten us hor- horribly. See how they get a rip Fire prone,
0: yeah. Where all the trees around it are fine. You know, it's they're good. Just just the homes themselves are burned to, to ash. That's you know, nothing suspicious there whatsoever. Because trees don't burn. You know, only cars burn and homes that are probably a lot of these look like newer neighborhoods. They didn't look like old neighborhoods. They're probably, I mean, the way that they, they um, all the regulations in California, a lot of these homes were probably, you know, all kind of codes that didn't exist on like a home from like the 1950s even on. So in other words, a lot of these homes were probably a lot more fireproof, a lot more, it would have taken a lot more for them to burn and yet they're all burned into their own footprint you know, literally everything's gone, even the rock. It's like vaporized. It's, it's like ash. How do you do that? How do you melt molten, make a car into a molten heap? Nothing suspicious there at all.
1: Nah. President Marsha Taylor told the city council, putting our community in a fire prone has jeopardized us all. We need to slow down. We need to be thoughtful and look at urban planning mistakes and don't repeat these terrors over and over again. One of the most striking images to emerge in the aftermath is not a photograph, but a map comparing the footprint of the deadly Tubbs fire. In five decades between the two blazes, thousands of homes have been added to the landscape. The Hanley fire was started in 64 by a deer hunter who flicked All right, so I want to give you a picture here of this heat map. And this shows the fire before and after pictures. And you can see the red here. Is all vegetation, and if I move it over this way, you can see all the vegetation and the homes destroyed. Uh, I believe this is in the, um, yeah, this is in the fountain, and then you click over this way, and you can see where the homes were. But how, how did the fire possibly um, cause all this damage? So to show you here, this is a very cool map. I'm gonna, I'll put in the show liner notes, but here's the before. And you just pull it across. Included these exact areas for retargeting for green design, uh, Agenda Twenty One stuff, um, and I'll put that in the show notes. It's as- just
0: row after row of of houses. There, it's just the houses are destroyed. I mean, it's so obvious that these were just pure targets. The houses were pure targets. Okay, and again, I'm not. I'm, I'm going to wait until we get into the actual cause of this. Because I'm building to that right now.
1: Well, but uh, they're rolling out the Agenda 21 here in the local news um, and showing you these articles here. Santa Rosa contractor builds tiny homes for for Sonoma County fire victims. This was... Uh, Right after the event, uh, you've got these people all happy that they have a little home that they can live in. I mean, these
0: things are Uh, tiny. It should be
1: noted that a few years ago on the same exact day, the New York Planning Department New York City... But see, this is what they want us to get used to. These types
0: of of supposed natural disasters. And then here's your little tiny stack and back home. And I mean, I'm talking, this thing is tiny. I mean, it looks like it's 20 foot long by like maybe 6 foot wide. And these people are happily standing in front of it. And I'm sure they're happy to have a roof over their head. I get that. I understand it's good to be grateful. But this is the mindset they want us to get into where this is the new normal.
1: And San Francisco City Planning Department, at the same time, exactly the same day, approved Stackham and Packham houses of, I believe, 250 or 275 square feet on the same day and now we're seeing agenda twenty one in action up here. And this is a very important document now I want to bring your attention to. Um, and two hundred and seventy five square feet. This is one of the big smoking guns here of how this is going down. This is an article from October seventh in the Press Democrat. Um, and this is two days before the fire. The fire started at night of October eighth. Santa Rosa may boost housing densities in exchange for affordable units. So the day before these massive fires, and now they're talking about kicking people out of Fountain Grove homes and not being able to go back because it's a fire hazard, the city is seeking feedback on it. Plan calls for increasing incentives known as density bonuses that would allow 100% more housing units on a particular property than regular zoning would allow. This means 100 units could add 60, 80, or 100 more homes. See what's going on here, folks? The upside is the city's stock of affordable and work-based housing could significantly rise, relieving some pressure on residents squeezed by high rents and soaring home values. The challenge will be dealing with neighborhood opposition to larger, taller apartment buildings that will variably follow proposed increases in density. This is a huge smoking gun. October 7th shows pre-planning of the firestorm event, the torch event that took out uh, 100,000 people have been displaced or out of homes in the Sonoma, Napa areas, and there's thousands and tens of thousands who have no home to go to. We'll get into a little more here. So I want to bring your attention over here. Let's click on this. This will all be in the show notes.
0: Okay, cut out on audio there real quick.
1: So I want to go over quickly what is Agenda 21, Global Governance 2030, 2045, uh, silent weapons for quiet wars all this has been uh reported and been forecast now for decades this report from iron mountain this was done i think in the 70s oh Talked i mean about it, they- you know the report from iron mountain i mean man when
0: i was first like started to kind of get my eyes open to all of this back in like oh lord i i, beca- I got saved like start of 1994 and i read that book en route to global occupation by gary call which i don't know if that got into this report it might have There was a very good chance because it was it was a good synopsis of how the un the freemasons the all the stuff they're doing with world government and, and things and the man this report from iron mountain was like one of the original things that was out there that kind of went over and outlined the agenda that is being implemented today. You know, it's it, it's a very accurate report, um, and that was out in like the seventies. So this is a very very long time satanic plan in order to get this all done, and this is what he's going over now.
1: They were going to reorganize uh, global governance twenty twenty five about how they're going to reorganize these two documents. I'll put in the show notes: silent weapons for quiet wars, soft power. Report from Iron Mountain should be critical reads by everyone. Uh, and then with Pacific Partnership, Codex Lamentarius, um, banned vitamins, nutritional supplements, yeah. local grown organic foods, promoting vaccines. Uh, this is a very important quote here. Uh, there's a tri- All the
0: stuff we talk about in this ministry, all the stuff that I've I've hammered since 2006 when this ministry started... It's all the stuff that they've been trying to implement, and that's why if somebody comes to me and they're like, "Man, you're a conspiracy theorist," I'm like, "But this is all stuff they've said. This is the stuff the government, the dark, most darkest parts of our government, have clearly outlined that they are going to implement. All I'm doing is is bringing this to light. I'm reproving the unfruitful works of darkness." And having no fellowship with them, I'm trying to shed light on them to make them manifest as that Bible verse talks about doing. So it's not unbiblical what we're doing here. Um, And again, not being destroyed for lack of knowledge.
1: Traditional ruling class, a super class that agrees on establishing a world government. I submit they already have a world government. Your debt follows you everywhere except for Korea, North Korea, uh, uh, Iraq, Iran. Uh, in Syria, formerly Afghanistan, formerly Iraq, and now they're taking over, Libya. So uh, centralized power wants central banking. Uh, the goal of the superclass is not to lose their wealth and power to transnational middle class, but to extinguish the notion of a middle class and to transnationalize a lower, uneducated, labor oriented class through which they will secure ultimate wealth and power. The economic crisis serves these ends. Well, we're over $21 trillion in debt in this country, and it'll be very, very easy for them to crash the economy now and destroy the middle class in its entirety. Right now they're doing the slow boil. So what is Agenda 21? For teaching our children that we are the parasite and we must preserve this environment to imminent domaining large swaths of property, Agenda 21 is in full force today. Using terms like localism, sustainability, communitarianism, and volunteerism to steer those in rural and suburbs into stack and pack micro apartments for better control, the agenda is nothing more than a massive corporate land grab for what is left of our precious natural resources. Mm Okay, now this is the precious national resources here map and uh, include this. It is a very important map to study. This is the United Nations Convention on Biological Diversity, Wildlands Project, UN and U.S. Man and Biosphere Programs, and World Heritage Program as a vital step in attaining sustainable development.
0: Now this is the map I've shown many, many times um, of America, which are the areas where they want to make off-limits to human Uh, use you can't live there you can't go there you will just have corridors if you're even fortunate enough to be able to do that to travel just like the hunger games uh where they had like these trains that would connect these different mega cities together and then everything else would be rewilded given back to mother gaia lest she be grieved okay but what does that really allow what it allows is total control which is what they want. If we're all spread out, if we're living where we want to live, it's much much harder for them to implement the new world order, especially in America with as many people own firearms. So, this is this is bringing us into this. This is also a big part of the depopulation scheme, you know, with what we're seeing here because a lot of those people in a lot of these houses, if you were looking at the videos, a lot of those people where these houses suddenly um were burned to ember and ash in a very very short period of time. There were a lot of people in those houses when this happened. Killed a lot of people that they're not admitting to. They're totally underblowing the amount of people that were killed in the California wildfires. So it's also a depopulation agenda. Okay, they always do that. They underblow every single event they they did it with Harvey, they did it with Katrina, they're doing it with the california wildfires that way i mean if they actually gave a true body count people would have a tendency more to panic but if they really under blow those numbers it's like oh it wasn't that big of a deal only like five people died or whatever they're you know saying i know they've admitted to more than that but um that's another thing that they're accomplishing because remember the the first commandment of the Of the New World Order, their their Ten Commandments, the Georgia Guidestones, to reduce world population to 500 million in perpetual balance with nature, or Mother Gaia. 500 million, you're looking at 90 to 95% population reduction from current levels. Remember the Deagle Report, and we're gonna get into that a little bit more later, where they're saying, you know, we're gonna have like this 85% reduction from now until 2025, I believe it is. Well, we're in 2017. That means in the next eight years, they're predicting that there's going to be an 85% reduction in the U.S. population. What's that about? How are they going to implement that? Well, I think we're seeing how they're going to implement it right now because um, this is a good way they can do this.
1: For whom? This red here, core reserves and quarters, little to no human use. Look at this, folks all up and down the Cascades, Sierra Nevadas, and here, here, in Santa Rosa, where I'm at right now. Look at they're planning on little to no human use, and we just have... I mean, the, the,
0: most of the map, I'd have to say, is red and yellow. The red is corridors, little to no human use. The buffer zones, which are between the red, is highly regulated use. You're not going to be able to live there either. And, I mean, all you can really see on the map is red and yellow. As far as where you can live, I I think it's normal use, it's green. I mean, you can barely see any green on the map. Because that's how Satan rolls. He wants total control of every aspect of your life. And that's why I'm real big on fighting everything that Satan is trying to implement. Because we know it's evil. If he's trying to implement it, he comes to kill, steal, and destroy, as the Bible says. This is a main way he's going to do that. Because if he gets the world to this type of level, it's going to be very easy to slaughter the few remaining people that will remain. So, let's go further.
1: To have these incredible fires that no one's ever seen before come out, and now they're saying we're not going to rebuild. This is what I'm talking about, folks. Put this map in here, please study it. But look at the heavy preponderance of activities of no human use, in the entire... So
0: a lot of these red areas are the same areas these fires occurred in. And these are the areas that are going to be no human use. Well, guess what? They're saying, now you can't rebuild. There's all kind of talk of, no, no, you can't rebuild. And if, and if and even if you did rebuild, it would be so cost prohibitive, as we're going to see, that it would almost be impossible to even do that. And there's all kind of ways they're working this. In California, which is really, again, this is where what they're doing in california is what they want to do to the rest of the united states and they're beta testing a lot of these things to see the kind of resistance they're going to get and how much they can get away with. i'm telling you if they get away with this as flagrant and as obvious as it is with these houses being burned in their own footprints while the ho- trees around them remain unscathed then they can get away with anything that's that's kind of how I'm looking at this, because I've never seen anything so flagrant. And I know a lot of you are saying,
1: yeah, but what did it? We're going to get to it. We're going to get to it. Uh, Pacific Northwest and in California and then down here in New Mexico and Arizona. This is a part of their plans. Uh, Sustainable development addresses land use through two action plans. The first of which is the Wildlands Project is a plan to eliminate human presence on over 50% of the American landscape and to heavily control human activity on most of the rest of the American lands, I kid you not. Areas that have become biosphere reserves and heritage sites are systematically being closed, even to recreational use. The most significant tools of Wildland Project are the rapidly expanding impositions of habitat protection uh, in the endangered species and various conservation easements as well. So if we click over here, we can see the Agenda 21. This is their stated plan, folks. It's in their. In their documentation, the biodiversity is seeking to end national sovereignty, state planning and management of all land resources, finances, ecosystems, deserts, forests, mountains, oceans, and fresh waters, biotechnology, and ensuring equity. The state to define the role of businesses and financial re- resources. Ab- abolition, abol- abolition of private property. Restructuring the family unit. Children raised by the state. This is why they're having the Uh, uh, preschool uh, increases in getting kids from zero to three into schools. People told what their jobs will be. This is why in the Common Core they're taking all the kids' uh, school documentation so they can organize the kids into the jobs they're going to design for them. Major restrictions on movement. Also the uh, uh, minimum wage to $15 after they haven't raised it in like 15 years That's another part of it. Everybody's going to be making $15 an hour, so all they can afford is stack them and pack them. Creation of human settlement zones. Mass resettlement as people are forced to vacate land where they currently live, dumbing down education and the mass global depopulation in pursuit of all above. The Local Governments for Sustainability, or ICLE, and other organizations are integrating a plan into every village, town, city, and region, and it's already becoming widespread across the world. Uh, I can leave the notes in here, but here's a very important uh, lady, Rosa Corey. She wrote Behind the Green Mask, UN Agenda 21. I highly, highly recommend you read this book. It's very critical. She's here in Santa Rosa. She documented years ago what was going to happen along with Deborah Tavares. And also we've had updates. I've, I've gotten some comments that Deborah Tavares is alive and well, so that's really good news. The others that haven't gotten into the Georgia Guidestones, the very last thing, number 10 on the commandments of the Georgia Guidestones is don't be a cancer on this earth. Leave room for nature. Leave room for nature. All right, so let's get into a little bit of how they're adapting the Agenda 21 uh, right here in Santa Rosa after these firestorms that started October 29th. They're moving very, very quickly. Uh, This is the danger opportunity. When written in Chinese, the word crisis is also... The uh, other represents opportunity. Here's a little uh, picture, the most selective forest fire in history. You can see it burned down all these houses. Didn't burn that house. Didn't burn the tree. These are eucalyptus.
0: I'm, I, they're, yeah, they're eucalyptus trees around these houses, a lot of them. And eucalyptus trees, if you've ever been around them, are like, you know, like paper mache the bark. I mean, it would burn so easy. And you literally, you're looking at this street, and you're seeing house after house... Burned to its foundation, the trees around it all intact, and then it skips one house, but all the other houses are burned to the to the foundation and in the cars as well. But the but the trees in this one house are. I mean, this is the most in your face, flagrant thing I have ever seen the New World Order do ever, ever.
1: People, eucalyptus trees go. You can breathe on them and eucalyptus will catch fire. I mean, this is ridiculous, folks. It was targeted, it was selected, directed energy weapons. And we're having uh, over in the West, extreme fire behavior rule. So there you get
0: the first hint of what they were doing, targeted, directed energy weapons. And we're going to be looking at that extensively.
1: Again, burning more than 8 million acres, 8 million The cost of fighting wildfires blows right through the wildfire budget, and then money that could have been spent on fire prevention is consumed by wildfire costs. Uh, San Luis Obispo, just the other day, had a 114-degree temperature in the end of October on the California coast where the marine layer is supposed to cool things off. It was 100 degrees in San Diego the other day, and it was 80 degrees over the hills east in the desert. And they're blaming it on the Santa Ana winds, and they're creating this new term up here called the Diablo winds. I mean, it's, it's just Orwellian theater, folks. This is Shakespearean tragedy live. Uh, St. Louis of Obispo, 104 degrees, 108 degrees, 100 degrees. It's
0: all pure weather manipulation. We have documented this over and over with the Orville Dam, how they had brought all those storms ash after they had had this massive drought for like I don't know how many years. We got it we, we we had total teachings dedicated to that. And then all of a sudden all these storms come flooding in, re like basically overflow the Orville Dam, overflow all the, the reservoirs above it. They were trying to blow the the dam every way they could. It was storm after storm after storm. I mean it, it, you, I mean, as far as ground zero for weather warfare is Cal, is particularly Northern California. They are just doing everything they can do, every agenda they can implement that I know of to try to just um, basically destroy that area, um, and particularly the areas in the um, that are outside the major cities. That's who's being because then they can use that as an excuse to kill a ton of people. And to create these rewilding areas and to implement Agenda 21 and to move everybody that survived into stack and pack cities where their life will be basically like George Orwell 1984, Brave New World, all over again. That's what, that's what the whole goal is here.
1: This is on the coast in central California. Um, and it goes on. Um, and so we're seeing that only 42 <laughs> victims of the northern California wildfire, wildfires This is absurd. Thousands and thousands of people were burned past their bones in over 2,500 degree temperatures in their homes. And this is one reason you'll see why EPA, they're not stating it by why the EPA is going into the places first, because they don't want people going back to their homes and finding bones of loved ones. Uh, I mean, they're
0: just cremated, essentially. Now, have you ever heard of wildfires cremating all the bodies i mean the cars are burned to the ground that there's molten steel coming off these cars there's multiple pictures we'll show you later i mean obviously you have to be watching the video to see it but i mean that type of heat is not normal for a wildfire is the whole point there and it's and again then you look at all the trees around the house where the molten the, the 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 cars are literally melted and the trees are fine okay it makes no sense whatsoever, unless it's some type of directed energy laser weapon that is actually doing this. And the government has totally admitted they have this technology.
1: Full recovery from Cal—these are all recent articles, the past few days. Full recovery from California wildfire may take years. Number of buildings lost in the Wild, wild, wild Wine Country wildfires uh, said to be rises to eighty-seven hundred. Uh, This is kind of an interesting one. Carl's Jr. in Santa Rosa catches fire while making burgers for first responders. In the midst of preparing 165 superstar cheese double burgers for first responders, a kitchen fire damaged the fast food restaurant. We made it through the big one, only to be taken out by this. (laughs) Oh, gosh, can't make this stuff up. All right, and there's another thing that we need to get into, the homeless. Uh, They're being left out of this whole thing. Uh, this, the homeless and the immigrants. FEMA not would not allow immigrants that didn't have papers into the evacuation centers. They did this the same in Hurricane Harvey in Houston which I documented. This is part of their business plan. Red Cross, they're evildoers, folks. They were kicking people out, as I documented, out into the streets during the rain after people that could move back in their homes. So some of the homeless moved into the shelters, but also they were the evacuees and they threw them out. Uh, Red Cross was just pointing people for pe- people, to, uh, uh, police uh, to escort out into the rain. Now, this is going to put thousands and thousands of people more onto the streets. Here they're saying that over 100,000 people had to evacuate their homes in our area 100,000 people don't have homes to go back to. There's no So again the the Red
0: Cross is right on there, you, Satan on the spot and doing as much evil as possible, but you know, from what I'd seen about Harvey, it was more so you know, they were taking them in, but then all of a sudden the evacuation centers where all these homeless had went were like empty like the next day. They were bussing them out putting them on planes and or prison barges, these barges that I had talked about, and probably never heard from again. And again, when you have disasters like this, what was going on with Harvey and this, there's all of this chaos. If somebody turns up missing, it's so easy easily for the government to say, well, we don't know what happened. I mean, all this chaos, maybe they burned up, maybe they moved to another part of the country, um, whatever, we don't know. It's the perfect cover for nasty population is the point I'm trying to make. And the homeless are the most vulnerable of them. And, I mean, you could, I mean, when you have a fire that's cremating all the bodies and those same people, let's say they weren't even in their house, but they turn up missing. Well, the, the, they could just say, well, they were probably burned up in the fire, unfortunately, when the reality was is they were bust off to some covert FEMA camp or whatever and executed fitting the depopulation agenda they gotta get the population down there's too many people for them to control efficiently and there's too many gun owners to boot so california is one of the main places that all of this beta testing is going on
1: nothing left alright so here's another problem we got going on after the Napa fires toxic ash threatened soil streams in the san francisco bay so now that we have all the, the coal tar ash the toxic ash from the fires on the hills, they're gonna run down into our reservoirs and contaminate our water supplies. This is gonna be more things we're gonna have to deal with. Uh, Meanwhile, city council will be considering similar emergencies. Uh, Council members will discuss creating special zoning districts that would include areas damaged by the fire. Property owners inside would be exempt from certain regulations. Um, Here, former FEMA director James Lee Witt to lead local organizations to rebuild the North Bay. So, they brought in Mr. Head Honcho, James Lee Witt. Uh, I think he was appointed by uh, Clinton. Uh, he was introduced by this guy's a real scumbag, Mike Thompson, at a news conference here last Wednesday at the Sonoma State uh, Community Student Building. So, they created this thing called Rebuild North Bay, a nonprofit organization formed to co- coordinate recovery in the region. Witt was tapped for the job as interim executive director. Darius Anderson, the Sonoma developer and Sacramento lobbyist, is managing the Sonoma Media Investments, which owns the Press Democrat, among many other newspapers. We'll get into that in a little bit. Other members of the organization include former director of Sonoma Land Trust, Ralph Benson, uh, the dean of School of Business and Economics, Bill Silver. Um, uh, DeWitt was hired by Louisiana governor for Hurricane Katrina. Uh, he was hired for his firm. to. He has, a, he has a firm for disaster recovery to prepare, process, and recover claims for damages from FEMA. So while the guy's running FEMA, he's also right CEO of the International Code <laughs> Council. He's also serving on the management team of Global Options Group, LLC. Uh, also has the company James Witt Associates, LLC, for disaster preparedness to local, state, and state governments. So here he's wearing a FEMA hat, and he's also got the business to help with disaster recoveries. Uh, the firm merged with O'Brien's response management to become Witt O'Brien's as, Whit, as executive board chair in 2015. It was cover, recover, uh, acquired by Secor. Secor is a disaster management company. So here's a picture of Santa Rosa High School. This was the other day when people came to see their fate. All these people lost their homes, and they're waiting to see what their government officials were going to do with them. And they became very angry because of what they heard. Um here in article, this was kind of a, a, a article that was meant to excite. Rents jumped 36% here after wildfires. But if the headline, the headline is misleading in that they included only high-end homes in the skewed numbers, but it jumps out that rents were jumping 36% because of the tight local market expect to get even tighter after the fires. Um, so here comes the EPA crew. start the fire cleanup. So the Environmental Protection Agency has joined us. Um, and they're going to be marked for EPA collection teams scheduled to start removing hazardous materials. They're Reno-based on a scene coordinator assigned to Sonoma County. Uh, mostly we're making it safe for clinic crews to follow behind these guys. So there are EPAs coming in, and the guys coming in behind it is UN, U.S. Army Corps of Engineers. What's missing? The people. The people going back to their homes. They've been told it's, it's toxic and they can't go even look for, for items in their homes. Uh, Senator Mike McGuire called it the largest cleanup in Golden State history. The debris remo- removal could be hampered by a slow response to the controversial requirement that homeowners submit a right-of-entry form allowing Army Corps, Army Corps crews to work on their property. He acknowledged that touching the service of the loss, which includes about 2,900 homes in Santa Rosa, including Coffee, Ho- Coffee Park and Fountain Grove, the controversy over the forms and debris removal process centers around the blanket decision to remove foundations based on the assumption they would weaken weakened by fire and concern over the possible cost of the program widely publicized as free to homeowners. Critics say, critics say, the clone will be overly expensive because it would include foundations and assert that homeowners may lose some insurance proceeds because the form requires homeowners to assign to the county all insurance payments earmarked for debris removal. See how this is working? Then they, they graze it, they level it, and then they say, you can't move out to your homes because now this is a severe fire area and we're not going to prove any home beat. Hail.
0: Okay, I'm, I'm splicing this clip together with the last because I messed up on, on my recording. Uh, essentially, what I wanted to cover here was that the people that were literally cremated in their houses, okay, What they're going to be doing, whether you were cremated in your house or whether you survived, is they're going to be taking any insurance payouts that might have either went to the family or went to a person, um, let's say the family of the deceased, or the people that survived the fire. You're not going to get any of that money. It's going to go straight to the government. Okay, That's what they're going to do. And you're going to be left with nothing. And this is a way, again, they're going to create an ultra-slave class and an ultra-elite. Because even the people that were affluent in these neighborhoods, um, a lot of times they're just going to be losing everything. And you're going to literally have to pay the government to go dig up the foundation in your house, and they're going to probably say, oh, it's toxic and this or that, so it's going to cost ten times the cost. And they're going to rewild the land. They're not going to let you live back on it. And they're going to take every dime of what you were to be paid so you could go start a life somewhere else. And none of that's going to go to you because it's all going to be for the cleanup costs. They're doing this all by design on purpose. So this is what we're dealing with here. I mean, it's pure evil.
1: First requirement that homeowners submit a right of entry form, allowing army Corps army Corps crews to work on their property. He acknowledged that touching the service of the loss, which includes about 2,900 homes in Santa Rosa, including coffee, Coffee Park and Fountain Grove. The controversy over the forms and debris removal process centers around the blanket decision to remove foundations based on the assumption they were weakened by fire and concern over the possible cost of the program widely publicized as free to homeowners. Critics say, critics say, the cleanup will be overly expensive because it would include foundations and assert that homeowners may lose some insurance proceeds because the form requires homeowners to assign to the county, all insurance payments earmarked for debris removal. See how this is working? <laughs> then they. So they, you're gonna get nothing. You're gonna
0: get nothing with this. You, you are, forget it. You're gonna get nothing. It's all gonna go to the government. They're the ones that did this. They were the ones that killed all these people. They were the ones that created all of these totally obvious fires where everything around these houses, a lot of times, are left intact, just the houses are burned and the cars are burned to the ground and you're going to have to pay all the money that you had coming to you in insurance payments just to supposedly dig up the foundation and to rewild this area and you're going to be left with nothing. That's the way this is going to work out. That's your punishment for daring to live in an area that they did not deem as you know, Agenda 21 appropriate.
1: Raise it. They level it, and then they say you can't move Muck in your homes because now this is a severe fire area and we're not going to approve any home, be- home rebuilding. The toxic sweep is the first step of a massive post-fire cleanup. The EPA and state officials will survey all the homes, schools, and buildings turned to ash before any debris is removed. Well, what they're doing is they're checking for bones, folks. They're checking for bodies. That's why they're in there and not allowing people in. The job is staggering with over 8,000 buildings, the Santa Rosa City Council, Sonoma County Board of Supervisors approved the plans. Rebuild, rebuild—that's the only word you hear around here," said Maggie London, who lost her home. There's a sense of community. We're all going to rebuild. We aren't going anywhere. I want to rebuild. So this is what the le- this is how they do it, folks. They put these little letters to the editor. They use fake people or real people to say these things. But this was in the uh, comments section of the Press Democrat, Santa Rosa here. Uh, it was shocking to see my old neighborhood decimated by the firestorms. Fire uh, Coffee Park was also a victim to the 70s dead worm urban design, so they got a cause de terre for uh, this happening previously. The dead-end cul-de-sac mazes designed for cars, not people, where a half-mile walk requires two miles of detours and takes 15 minutes to drive three miles for milk. Coffee Park has a unique opportunity to rebuild into mixed-use, viable neighborhood Let's face it. Millennials don't want to end up in suburbia and boomers want out. Let's face it. People desire to walk or pedal to their jobs. People desire to walk or pedal to their jobs. Schools, shops, I I like how
0: they're speaking on behalf of all of humanity. You know, in other words, walk or pedal would imply you're in some stack-and-pack city... And you're close enough where you can go to your job, and it's got to be walkable. I mean, they're doing this all over the place. They're just making everything. You ever notice, like, when they build stuff now, that it's all like this doesn't feels like the walls are closing in. They just did a whole bunch of stuff in the downtown where I live, and it's all the supposed upgrades. And all it is, is all of these new, like, curbs and Medians and things that just take away road space and just make you feel like the walls are closing in, and things that you're gonna ram your car into that are potentially gonna totally mess it up, break axles, um, um, mess up your alignment, depending on what. I mean, none of it's good, n- none of it's gonna help anything. It's just gonna create more accidents, it's gonna just create more havoc, and it's going to try to, you know. Basically, ultimately, it's like, well, you know, you shouldn't be driving anyway. If you, if you weren't driving, then you wouldn't have to worry about running into these impediments with your cars. Everything is just getting smaller and smaller wherever you go, especially new construction. You know, I noticed that a lot in, in Florida where I was at before I left, and I'm totally noticing it up here now as well. And it's all by design. It's all to make you feel like the walls are closing in.
1: Service and restaurants without burning gas or risking dangerous speedways such as Upper Lane. Innovative people-based designs enjoy higher demand, real estate value, and resident enjoyment. Rebuilding can blend the best of what people want while doing what Americans love to do. Innovate, design, build, create value, make money, and work together on shared solutions. The city of Santa Rosa can help residents rise from the ashes and rebuild a truly walkable neighborhood. Agenda 21. Streets are walkable, people gather in pleasant common places. Let's get to work rebuilding Coffee Park and lead in rebuilding America. That's the way they're rolling here, folks.
2: Plan Bay Area 20.
1: And here's another very important document. This is from the Santa Rosa Planning Commission from June 2017, showing their redesign for green building, pending developments in northeast Santa Rosa. Um, green communities, no fireplaces, we already showed you the plans for stack them and pack them and t- doubling of density size lots. But all this redevelopment, most of it, or many, much of it, is located in the exact same footprints that the fires occurred. Now, I put this in the previous documentation, but look at where the fires occurred and look at where the documentation here from the pending development plans for Northeast Santa Rosa are. And you tell me this is a coincidence. You tell me this just happened. You tell me that it was just by arson, some kids and matchboxes in their pocket. You tell me that this wasn't premeditated murder on thousands and thousands of people to further their agenda 21 folks. This is serious business. This is coming to a community near you. I hope you all wake up, but this is further proof
0: yeah, I mean, what this is, is it's premeditated murder by the dark forces of our government against its own citizenry. I mean, this is, if this isn't premeditated murder, I don't know what is. And so, this is what we're dealing with here.
1: Further documentation, further evidence that we are being targeted for reduction in humanity, reduction in our living footprints, they've got us in massive debt they crash the economy, they change the zoning laws, they kick us out of our homes, it becomes a big homeless problem, they bring in more police force, more security, more lockdowns, biometric IDs, mass mandatory vaccinations. This is what's coming unless we speak up and wake up, okay? All right, so here's the Bay Area plan that they said they've been planning for for many uh, years now.
2: Plan Bay Area 2040 is a roadmap to help Bay Area cities and counties Plan for future transportation and housing.
0: Now, these are the counties, Sonoma, Napa, Solano, Contra Costa, Almeda, Santa Clara, San Mateo, San Francisco, and Marin. These are all the counties that this just occurred in, okay, this these wildfires, okay, at least the bulk of it, if not totally it. But these are the counties that kind of surround San Francisco, And from what I'm seeing, what they would want to do is take all these people from these surrounding counties, As San Francisco's the epicenter, this area, San Francisco, Oakland and these types of areas, and use these excuses, this this premeditated murder that's just been perpetuated by these directed energy weapons that we're going to get into the technology of that in in the um, next part of the the, uh, study. And use that as an excuse to move all these people into their stack-and-pack cities and to take away their rights and all their liberties. And, you know, this is this is what the goal is because then that population can be easily controlled in that George Orwell-type scenario.
2: How and where should we accommodate more people and more jobs? How should our transportation system support this growth? What policies do we need to achieve goals for a strong economy, healthy environment, and more social equity? Our challenge is to plan... They're, they're going to have
0: bikes and walking only, no no cars. That's the goal.
2: ...and for expected growth while preserving the unique character of our communities. The Metropolitan Transportation Commission, or MTC, and the Association of Bay Area Governments, or ABAG, update the region's long-range plan every four years to incorporate new visions, strategies, funding, and public comment. The connected neighborhoods scenario emphasizes expected growth in people and jobs in areas near major transit corridors, prioritized by cities as being the best places for new development. Expansion of roadways would be limited, with more focus on modernizing and expanding our transit system
0: so in other words just transit around the, 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 the city the stack and pack city that you're being forced into bikes walking more quarters out. notice the roads aren't going to be expanded because they don't want you to be driving
2: investments in bicycle and pedestrian infrastructure would help create more walkable and bikeable downtowns the big city scenario concentrates expected growth in the bay area's three largest cities san jose san francisco and Oakland.
0: And those would be the three cities they would be moving people from those counties into, and I'm sure even further out. And and again, these are the whole the whole corridors that you'll be able to actually live in, where you're gonna have all of these areas around it, these cities. And what does it do? It creates a prison. It creates a prison type scenario where you're not gonna be able to go outside that area. And, and again, that's all about control. The devil is a control freak. And that is what this is all about.
2: Neighboring towns already well connected. Based on your input, a preferred scenario will be constructed from the...
0: Oh, that's a bunch of garbage. Based on your input. They don't care about your input. All they care about is implementing their satanic agenda.
2: Three alternatives. This will form the foundation for Plan Bay Area 2040 to be adopted in the summer of 2017. So tell us. When you think ahead, all
0: right on cue with their plan Bay Area 2040. Now they've got all these crises occurring all around them in Northern California, from the Orville Dam to these wildfires to all of these things that have happened there. And now they've got all these crises where they're going to be able to say, okay, well, this is the only thing that we can viably do because obviously Mother Guy is grieved. And we have to take away all your rights and move you into these stack-and-pack cities in order to, you know, not grieve her any further, which is really the scenario that, that they're, they're going by.
2: 25 years from now, which scenario will help us create a Bay Area?
1: So as you can see, they've been planning this uh, walking towns uh, localized uh, stack-and-pack uh, Agenda 21 community for quite some time. This is from the Greenbelt Alliance ready to play a role in planning, recovery, and resilient future. Um, for decades, people wanted single-family homes or willing to drive the American dream, the white picket fence. That's put many in California's in the fire zone, so clearly a lot of people are in dangerous areas. Uh, John Kelly is a research ecologist with U.S. Geological Survey. About a third of Californians live in the Wildland Urban Interface, or uh, WUI. Uh, it says he's in downtown San Jose, San Jose where a fleet of cement trucks is pouring foundations for a huge... So, in
0: other words, these third of Californians who live in this WUI, the wildland-urban interface, I'm assuming, and it says it's a place prone to fires, whether or not people... live In other words, you've got to get out of there because we're going to create the fires, that's for sure. And unless you want to be cremated in your own home, you better get out of there and do as we say. And obviously, they're never going to admit to that. But that's exactly what they're doing.
1: Project. It's going to have hundreds of units of housing, retail space. And it's walking distance to the public transit. See how they're setting the table on this, folks? Um, oh, this makes I'll-
0: me just sick sick to my stomach. That this is actually... I mean... It, it, the. And again, I know I haven't really got into the actual energy weapons at this point. We're going to be looking at that. But it is so flagrant and so out... In the open. And I've never seen anything like it ever. Is how wicked and evil it is. Now, I'm gonna get into some of the comments on this um video in the next um in the next part. I know I'm way over time on this one, but before I do that, uh just a couple updates that I've seen come in. These are the Facebook likes of the shooter, the supposed shooter. Um That they now, I'm pretty sure they took this Facebook page down because they don't want you to know about this this guy that is supposedly totally responsible for the shooting. But his Facebook page, the likes on it, because what I know they're going to probably try to do is portray him as like some right wing Christian nutbag. Okay, the reality is is the Facebook likes on this guy's page, this this supposed lone shooter for the Texas shooting, Um, atheism. Non-profit organization, CNN. I mean, that's you know, communist news network. Nancy Fortier, psychic medium. These are his Facebook likes. Atheist Republic, non-profit organization, friendly atheist. Another one, atheist community organization. LA Police Gear, and they said he was fully in full police gear. Or whatever. Adult humor, and then the entertainment website, F.U.C.K. It. So he sounds like a good dude, you know, and I'm just trying to get ahead of this so that, you know, whatever scenario they're going to try to feed you that, you know, he was some most likely worst case scenario, some right wing Christian that uh, went off the rails or whatever. That was a big pro second amendment guy did all this. There's a lot of things coming out right now that he was actually Antifa as well, that he was part of that. Um, somebody posted this. The gunman who opened fire inside the Sutherland Springs, Texas church has been identified as Devin Kelly, an Antifa member who vowed to start a civil war by targeting white conservative churches and causing anarchy in the United States. So he's anything but a Christian um, is, is the way it's looking here. Wilson County Commissioner Albert Gamas Jr. said that at least 27 people have been killed, according to reports by CNN and BBC, and confirmed death toll expected to climb in the coming hours. Police have identified Antifa member Devin Patrick Kelly as the Sutherland Springs church killer. According to eyewitnesses who also report Kelly carried an Antifa flag and told the churchgoers this is a communist revolution before unloading on the congregation and reloading several times. And this was something that was up on, I don't know if it's Instagram or Twitter or whatever. I I don't use them, so I don't really know. But somebody had posted, scene report of two shooters, two shooters. Okay, remember, they always blame it on a lone gunman. From Lee Harvey Oswald, you know, lone white gunman is the typical scenario. From Lee Harvey Oswald, and now all the stuff that's been released about that in, in these new files that Trump had come out, that looks to be, he looks to be more of a patsy than ever. I haven't seen a lot about it, other than on InfoWars, and I'm not giving any props to InfoWars really, but I'm just saying that they seem to be the ones that have covered that more than anyone else. I don't know why people haven't really got on that more but that's a whole other subject that i don't have time to get into but then somebody responded by saying yeah there was two people i don't know we don't know but these are some plausible scenarios of what might have actually happened because you know that the narrative that cnn is going to come out and all the lamestream media is going to be a lie uh they talked to some people who were inside they said two guys came in meaning the people that were there who are going to probably be totally silenced? You know, their voices are going to be silenced, or going to be, you know, sternly warned by the government to keep your mouth shut. Two guys, some people um, said, walked inside carrying guns, started screaming, ran in front run, front of the church, draped an Antifa flag over the pulpit. Remember, the Antifa thing was supposed to kick off yesterday, November fourth. It was a big goose egg. Okay. That was an embarrassment to George Soros. It would be likely that this would be the next thing they would try because they could control the scenario a lot easier as opposed to having a bunch of morons go into a city and supposedly start some riot. Okay, whereas this scenario is much easier to control um, from that standpoint. Then they said this was a communist revolution, pulled out a copy of Das Kapital and demanded people quote specific sections. Anyone who messed up got shot. Both shooters were white. You know, perfect case scenario. I don't know. I'm not saying that's true. I'm saying that's one of the reports I'm seeing out right now. So there's a lot of different things. Um, he did post. He had an AR-15 and he posted on his Facebook page. She's a bad B-I-T-C-H with a with a picture of this tricked out AR-15. Um and anyway, that's just another thing that I'm I'm seeing out there. We'll you know, we'll see what shakes out in the near future. So, I'm going to go ahead and end part 1 here. Sorry about this. It was kind of disjointed this first part and we will go to part 2 next. So, God bless you and see you in part 2.